Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about dealing with anxiety, depression, and learning how to not self-medicate. So this was a very eventful weekend for me. Uh, we had homecoming with, you know, all week at school. And my kids went to homecoming Saturday. But one of the things that happened for me this weekend is my son had a major episode with his depression. It ended up being a good thing because it brought to light that I need to be better about taking his issues more seriously. Not that I didn't before, but I didn't treat it like, oh, you need to rush, and I didn't think it was that bad. But I had no idea where he was coming from and how bad it was for him, the depression that he was feeling and the anxiety that he was feeling. So we were able to um, you know, take care of that, get him some help, but it's a scary thing dealing with someone who feels depression to the point that they just don't feel like their life is valuable. And, um, you know, he just, he told me this weekend, you know, I feel like I'm a burden to everyone, which broke my heart. It broke my heart to feel like my son didn't think that I loved him enough to want him to be in this world and that I felt like he was a burden. And of course, I don't feel that way. And no one else feels that way either about him. It's the depression, it's the, the anxiety that they're feeling that causes them to feel that way. And you may be going through this right now. In fact, I think one of the reasons that I'm given topics that I'm given is because the universe is saying there's somebody out there that needs to hear this. So if you or someone you love is dealing with depression and anxiety, Please know that I understand exactly how frustrating and scary, honestly, it can be. Because when you're dealing with a a small case, let's say someone who only has mild depression, you may just see that your family member just doesn't really have inhibition to want to do a lot of things and wants to sleep a lot. But when it becomes a big issue then you may see your loved one acting out in ways that you don't recognize that person anymore. And that's kind of what happened this weekend. Like, I, that was not the son that I knew. And it, it really scared me. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I, um, you know, I knew that this was all happening because I wasn't paying attention enough. I wasn't understanding how serious it really was for him because he wasn't, coming to me and saying, this is what I'm feeling. He was just giving hints here and there, you know, that this was happening. And he didn't come right out and tell us how bad it really, really was. So we didn't get him the help that he needed as quickly as we needed. He was going to counseling, but he needs more than just that. And the problem is that in our society, mental illness can be seen as a stigma, and I don't even say it's illness. That just makes it sound, I don't know, it, 
it doesn't really accurately describe what it is. People are experiencing thoughts and emotions that they cannot control. And they're not even emotion, they're not, the thoughts that they're thinking are not reality. They're not, at least in our case, he was not really seeing reality, but it was his reality and a reality that he had created for himself. And what a horrible reality that was to think that you have no friends, no one loves you, no one cares. It would just be better if you weren't there. That's a horrible feeling, and I can't imagine feeling that. But I know that people who get that severely depressed, that's how they feel. And it's not a feeling that they can control. So we have to be better about recognizing when our loved ones are going through something and not brushing it off. Too many times we say like, oh, you're fine or you'll be okay. Things are going to get better. If someone's going through that severe of a depression, just talking to someone isn't enough. You know, sometimes, and I'm one of those people, I'm like, I don't know about medication, but you know, you have to be able to regulate your thoughts. And if you can't do it through other methods, the medication is the place for you if that's going to help you. Unfortunately, the brain is just such a complicated organ. We just don't even know enough about it to understand why these things happen. We know that a lot of it has to do with chemical levels in the body. And, you know, sometimes I think diet has a lot to do with it. We eat very poorly in this country, but... Like I said, you have to be on top of your own health. And if medicine is what works for you, then by all means, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And that's nothing at all to be ashamed of or I don't know why we put that stigma there. I really don't. We should be talking more openly about mental health, about depression, about anxiety. It's becoming more and more common And I've said this before, and I'll say it again, that I see it more and more in kids, younger kids. And I think a lot of things are influencing that. Certainly social media influences that because we can see what everyone else is doing and what they get, and now we are constantly comparing ourselves and we don't feel good enough. Kids are not getting outside and exercising the way that they used to. And they need that because, you know, when you exercise... Exercising and eating right, getting enough sleep, all of those things influence your chemical levels in your brain. And when you're not doing those things, the levels become unbalanced. And, you know, even just someone, I was talking to a counselor the other day, and she said, you know, studies have shown if you don't eat right, that affects your balance, your chemical balance in your brain. And it affects the serotonin levels, which serotonin is the chemical that makes us feel happy. So if you've got a very low serotonin level, you're going to feel that depression. And I think many of us just aren't taking care of ourselves. We don't do that enough. We live in a society where you have to work yourself to death. And it's not right. Things need to change. Businesses need to take time for their employees to just enjoy themselves. I remember last year, one of the schools, you know, the school that I taught at, 
they were um, adapting The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is an awesome book. If you have never read it, I highly recommend it. And one of the things is to sharpen the saw, which means that you take care of yourself and you make sure that your spiritual, emotional, and physical body are balanced. So one of the things that they did for us was they just had a day of PD where in the afternoon all we did was we went and we played games. They had volleyball and ping pong and um, badminton, and it was so much fun. And I just, when we were doing this and we were playing these games, I thought to myself, Leah, I don't ever do that. Like, I don't ever just go play volleyball or just go play basketball. But I used to love doing those things as a kid. You know, I mean, think about it. When you had PE, there were certain sports that you would do in PE and you would get so excited for it because you're like, oh, I love doing this. I remember I used to love hockey that we would play when I was in PE. But basketball, I always loved too. And as an adult, it's not something that I just go outside and shoot hoops or do whatever. And we need to be doing that more often. Our lives become so much more stressful and we don't have ways to cope with that. And I really believe that that's a big part of the problem. And because our lives are so stressful, we are not eating properly either because we have to eat everything on the run or on the go. And I will tell you that I have changed my diet recently. I um, started through a friend of mine. He um, introduced me to this meal plan which just balances everything that you have to eat, like all of your macros. So I started doing that, and I never ate enough protein. Like I was always good at eating vegetables and things like that, but I wasn't getting enough protein. So I started doing that, and I can tell you that my energy level is completely different now. Like I used to get tired right around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, like when school is about to get out, and I don't feel that way anymore. I feel much more energized, and I've been drinking more water, And so there are a lot of things that we need to do that really help us to keep our levels balanced. But one of the things that people tend to do instead of doing the healthier things is we try to self-medicate. And there are many ways you can do that. Some people use food because food is a way to soothe yourself, you know. And, And I really feel like For many of us, this goes back to when we were kids. If you think about it, like when I was a kid, if I was sick, I was homesick, my mom would say, oh, I'll go get you ice cream and I'll go get you this. You know, she would get everything that I loved, right? Like ice cream to make me feel better. And it did make me feel better, but it was more because it made me feel better that she cared to go get those things and to make me feel better. But our brains, we associate the feeling better with the food. And it really wasn't about the food, it was about the love that was shown to us through our parents who cared for us to go get us those things when we were feeling bad. But that's not what we are missing. It's like we we don't get that. We just think, oh, the ice cream made me feel better. It wasn't the ice cream. Yes, I love ice cream, but that's not what actually made me feel better. It was the fact that I knew there was somebody there who cared for me. But again, we confuse that. It fills an empty void in us, that food. Another really popular way to self-medicate is through drugs or alcohol. And I will admit that there have been times in my life where I have used alcohol to self-medicate, not like on a daily basis or anything like that, but just, you know, if I would go out on the weekend, 
I would have, you know, a few drinks and I would be like, oh, this, like, I feel so much better, you know, but alcohol is a depressant and it doesn't, that feeling is not going to last forever. It's going to go away and you're going to feel worse later if you have too much. But a lot of people do that. They, they're just looking for that way to feel better, right? Like, how can I black out the pain that I'm feeling? How can I do that? And for most people, drinking or doing drugs is a very quick way to black out the pain that you're feeling. But as I said before, this is only a temporary fix. And you're not going to completely get rid of the pain. You're not going to heal it. And you're probably only going to feel worse afterwards if you drink too much or if you take a drug that has a horrible side effect when you're not taking it. And it, it's just a coping mechanism, and it's one that only works temporarily. And I will be the first person to admit that in my past, I have definitely had a drink on the weekend to cope. But it doesn't, it doesn't heal or fix the problem permanently. It's just a temporary thing and it just becomes a cycle that is hard to control. And then that becomes another demon that you have that you have to face and then fix. So while self-medicating might work in the short term, it's not... A fix. It's like putting a Band-Aid on something and you have one of those cheap flimsy Band-Aid that only works for 10 seconds and then it falls off. It's not going to fix your problem. I certainly sympathize with you if you find yourself in that cycle, but the universe wants you to know that there are ways that you can cope and that you can heal the pain without having to turn to other substances. The reason that we want to self-medicate is because it's easier than living with our truth. Our truth might be that we had a rotten childhood or that something bad happened to us. Whatever your truth is, when we self-medicate, it's because we don't want to be living in the present moment and we don't want to feel the pain that we have to feel. But I'm here to tell you that you will never heal the pain if you don't first feel it. You have to go through that, and it sucks. It absolutely sucks, and I'm sorry that you have to go through it, but we all do. There's not a person on this earth who hasn't experienced pain in one form or another in their life. Pain serves a purpose. Yes, it's awful that you have to go through it, but you can sit there and you can play the victim or you can get the help that you need. And help comes in many forms. There are a lot of really good programs out there. If you find that you are relying solely on self-medicating and you need help, addiction is a real thing. It's a real problem that many Americans, many people all over the world deal with. It's nothing to be ashamed of because it's easy to understand why someone would choose not to deal with reality. I get it. When you have to face those demons and feel the pain, nobody wants to have to do that, but you have to. 
When we stuff our feelings deep down inside, they're going to come out one way or another. And usually when they come out is in the place where we don't want them to come out when we're in public because you've had a few drinks and now all of a sudden it comes out. And then you have cleanup to do on top of the other painful thing that you're dealing with. So you have to deal with the pain. And as I said, nobody likes doing that. It's ugly. It's absolutely ugly to have to deal with painful situations. But there's some beauty in the process too. My book that's coming out, I had said, you know, oh, it's going to be called With Brave Wings She Flies. And then that really didn't fit the book. It's really about being broken open and allowing light into the dark places where you were once broken, you're now healed. So the new title tentatively for my book is called Beautifully Broken because we have to be broken open to allow the love of the divine into our lives to heal all of those places where we were once broken. And that beautiful light comes in and it makes us whole again. And we're not the same person that we once were, but in a good way. Because we become even more beautiful than we were before. The ancient Japanese had a pottery And I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but this was sort of an inspiration for me when thinking about the title for this book because they would take the broken pieces of the pottery and they would put it back together again with gold. So you have these pieces of pottery where the cracks once were is now filled with gold. And it's beautiful. It's even more beautiful than it was before because now you have these golden pieces that reflect light into this pottery and it makes the piece even more beautiful and unique. And that's what happens to us when we are allowed to be broken open, to feel the emotions that we need to feel and that light comes in and heals us. We're more unique than we were before and to me, more beautiful than we were before. I did not know how strong I could be until I had to be, do you know? And I feel like that's been the case my whole life. I've said, I don't know how much more I can handle, and God said, you've got this. I'm going to give you this, but it's because I know you can handle it, because I know how strong you truly are. And... This weekend, there were points where I would just say, I don't understand this. I don't know why I'm having to go through this. And my son said the same thing to me. He said, Mom, I don't understand why I have to go through this. And my heart breaks for him. But I also know that this is teaching him. And I've told him, this doesn't define you. This isn't how your life has to be. You're getting the help that you need now and you're going to be better. 
And what this is telling you is you have every opportunity to create the life you love, to create a life that's going to make you happy. You're just going to have to do a little extra work to get there. And we all have to do that sometimes. Sure, there are some people who seem like they were born with it all, and why? why? That's not fair. Stop worrying about everyone else. Stop putting yourself next to someone else and comparing yourself. You're not on the same journey that they are. You signed up for a different journey. What I truly believe is the more we go through, the more we're learning, the more we're growing. It's teaching us. We are becoming better. And it would be so easy to sit and to stay in this place of darkness where you're the victim because that's not a fun place to be and you're not going to get any help that way. It's important that you have someone to talk to. If you don't have people in your life you can talk to, I recommend going to see a counselor or a spiritual teacher even. But you need someone you can open up to. You need coping mechanisms that are going to help you. You need to find ways to help you cope with what you're dealing with. Some of the things though that you can do, I'm going to give you some things you can do just outside of going to get help because I definitely think professional help is important. But there are things that you can do to help you cope with what you're dealing with. When thoughts become overwhelming, there are things you can do to help bring you back to balance. One of the things that you need to do is to stop when you start to feel that feeling of being overwhelmed. I want you to stop to take a deep breath and I want you to immediately think of things in your life that you are grateful for. You may wonder, why are you asking me to do this? There are a couple of reasons. Number one, when you think about the things that you are grateful for, you realize how precious your life is and how important it is. You're here for a reason and for a purpose, and you matter, and you are deeply loved. The second thing it's going to do is it's going to take your mind off of whatever it is you're focusing on that isn't helping you. There is something to the art of distraction. Now, this is just a temporary fix for you to get out of the state of mind you're in. This isn't going to fix everything for good. You've got to heal that stuff. But these are ways to get yourself back to a state of balance when you're feeling overwhelmed. So again, take a deep breath and start thinking of everything in your life that you're grateful for. I also would just say a prayer, asking your team to come in, give you strength, give you courage to help you stay balanced. Do an energy clearing. So again, take a deep breath and imagine that there is a beautiful and whatever color light you want to imagine, I always say golden light coming down into the top of your head. And as you're slowly breathing and imagining this light coming through, you're imagining that it is taking with it anything negative.
And as this light goes all the way down through your body, you imagine that it goes out through the bottoms of your feet and into Mother Earth, where it picks up even more loving and healing energy that is transmuted and becomes powerfully healing and that that energy moves up through the bottoms of your feet. So do a quick, quick energy clearing. You can do tappings and there are so many different types of tappings out there. Brad Yates has a lot of really good ones that he does for all kinds of topics. For when you're not feeling like you're good enough, if you're feeling guilt and shame, do a quick tapping. They don't take very long. Listen to some uplifting music. But the main thing is you need to get the help that you need. And a lot of it involves forgiving. When you dig deep into those wounds, we often have to forgive others who have hurt us, as well as forgiving ourselves. Because so many times, and my son was talking about this this weekend, he said, Mom, I've hated myself for so long for all of these things that I did. And they were things that his dad caused. And I said to him, I said, these things were not your fault. But it's natural to want to blame yourself. So he's going to have to do a lot of forgiveness work on himself. Forgiving the people who were supposed to take care of us, whose job it was to take care of us, but who instead took advantage of us. And no, that's not fair. It's not fair. And it's okay to think it's not fair, but don't stay in that victim place because as an adult, it's 100% our responsibility to get the help we need and to be healed. And I'm having to do this with him because now as he's hurting and revealing all the stuff that he's been through, that hurts me too. He's my son, I love him. So it's going to be a healing process for both of us, for our whole family. And I know there are many of you out there who are struggling with this as well. And just know that every day is a new opportunity to be different, to live a different life, to be who you want to be and to have the life you want to have. And all it takes is the courage to get the help you need and to start over. There is never a point in your life where you can say, I've done too many bad things, I'm I'm broken, it's too late, I can't be fixed. Wrong. The universe says, it's never too late. I told my son this too, I said, you know, no matter what happens, you're my son, I love you no matter what, my love is unconditional, there's nothing you can do or tell me you've done that I will say I don't love you. And God, creator, divine, whatever you want to call your higher power is the same way. Never ever have you done anything that you cannot be redeemed for, that you cannot be forgiven for. It's never too late for you to turn that life around. You can turn it around at any moment, starting right now, this very second, you can turn your life around if you want to. And all it takes is you realizing that you need to change things, that you need to get help. It's not too late. You are not a wasted life. 
You are here for a purpose. You are here for a reason. And even if I don't know you personally, I love you. I know that the divine loves you. There are people here who love and support you. You can find your own tribe. If you're not close to a real family, and I know that happens, when you begin to work on yourself, you start to find your tribe. If you need help, you can reach out to me at any time. You can book a session with me. And I pulled a card for you today, and I I will read you your card that I pulled. But I want to say this first. Whoever is listening out there, if you need help, please get it. Counseling is great. You can also get help from spiritual teachers as well. But don't try to do it on your own. Get the help that you need. If you would like to work with me, I would be happy to work with you. You can book a coaching session with me. You can book a Reiki session with me. There's so many ways that I can help you. And if you would like to work with me, you can go to my website to see the services that I offer. If you feel like you need something more than that, please, you can go to Psychology Today and just do a search for counselors in your area and it will tell you what specifically those counselors do and what they specialize in because if you know you need help with addiction, you can find specific counselors who specialize in that. If you need help with trauma, you can find counselors who specialize in that. And the important thing is to find someone you resonate with and that you trust because we did counseling with my son before and it did nothing because he didn't like the counselor and he didn't trust her and so he didn't open up to her. So you can go to counseling all you want if you're not opening up, if you're not being honest, if you're not being real, if you don't like the person, you don't resonate with their energy, it will not help you. You've got to find someone you can trust. So this is my plea for you, either for you or if you're dealing with someone you love who's suffering and dealing with depression or any other kind of mental illness, please get them the help they need. Please get yourself the help you need, and there is no shame in that. No shame at all. Everyone has dealt with something. This is just everyone gets the flu, everyone gets the cold, same kind of thing. It should be no different. No shame in saying, I need help. You have a team who's here to help you, and they can help in so many ways. Sometimes they simply bring us people into our lives who are showing us what we need to change and fix. So I pray that if you are struggling and going through any kind of depression or mental illness, please don't suffer in silence. Go get the help you need. You deserve to live a happy life. You deserve to be healthy. And the universe, God, your higher power, the divine, wants you to be happy and to live a beautiful life. So make sure that you're taking care of yourself, okay? If you want 
a program that really does help because it talks about all areas of your life, your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being, then you can check out my online course that I offer. It used to be called A Purposeful Pilgrimage, but I changed the name because I felt like the name didn't really describe what it was. So if you go to my website, the name has been changed, okay, to Love Your Life, but it is the same course, and it's 23 daily lessons. It's going to help. I promise you. So don't hesitate to sign up. It's only $88, but it is the materials you can keep forever and their meditations and tappings. So many things to help you, energy clearings. So don't hesitate to sign up. When you sign up online, you can do the one-time payment or you can split it into two payments and pay $44 a month. And then it's yours to keep forever. You'll get a login. Once you enroll, I will send you a login. You log in and you can access the materials anytime from anywhere. So consider that. And don't hesitate to reach out if you need anything from me. The card I pulled from you for you today is from the Goddess Guidance Oracle deck. It's called Nematona and it's Sacred Space. Create an altar or visit a power place to connect with the divine. I love this because to me, this is telling me too that it's time for you to take time out to connect with your higher power. And you can make a sacred space for you to do that. And your sacred space may simply be you light a candle and sit in silence just to take the time to connect but it's so important to connect to your higher power because you are fully supported and you get get divine guidance if you will simply listen. But our lives get so busy that we tend to just rush through it and we're not getting the guidance that we're given. We're not getting the warning signs that we're being given. So it's time to slow down and listen. Well, guys, I hope that this was helpful to you what can I say? You know, life is a journey. It's not always going to be rainbows and sunshine. You know, there are going to be difficult times, but you can get through this. And there are people here to help you and to support you and to love you. And I hope that I'm one of those people for you. I want to thank you for joining me every day. If you like this podcast, please share it with others. Please subscribe. All of these things help others to find me. And my mission is to help as many people heal as possible. And I don't get paid for this podcast. I just really want to help. And if you feel like this podcast has helped you at all in any way and you want to say thank you, you can donate, make a donation to the channel through Venmo. You can even donate through PayPal too. Um, But my Venmo username is in the description to the podcast as well as my website, If you'd like to reach out to me for any reason, you can email me, text me, call me. You can message me on Instagram or Facebook. You can follow me on social media. I post positive messages every day. You can also join me on my Facebook Live on Mondays at 530 Central where I do a free card reading. It's just a way for me to give back to you and say thank you for supporting me. I love you guys so much. I hope that you have a beautiful day. 
and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.